Mannington Commercial is a proud sponsor of the I Hear Design podcast. When it comes to flooring, Mannington has been around for more than 100 years, perfecting the craft and leading the way in flooring manufacturing and product design. We bring our designs to life with the utmost care and attention to detail. Customers receive coordinated solutions to meet their specific goals. From modular carpet, broadloom, LVT, and resilient sheet to liquid linoleum and rubber, Mannington makes flooring products crafted to perform. Visit manningtoncommercial.com today to learn more. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the I Hear Design podcast. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'm your host, Robert Nieminen, and I hope your new year is off to a great start. If you tuned into our last podcast or have been on our website recently, you already know that INS has undergone a rebranding effort for 2021, which we are super excited about. We have a new logo, a newly designed print magazine, which is going to be out in February, a redesigned website with a new URL. Uh, if you want to make note of that, it's ins.design, and much more coming your way this year that we can't wait to share with you. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, head over to our website or our Instagram page. Uh, our handle is our new handle is at i and s design uh, for a sneak peek of what we're talking about. So part of the big reveal also includes a revamped editorial advisory board uh, who we're introducing to you all both here on the podcast and on our website. And with me today is my special guest, Lindsay Wilson, the president of Corgan, uh, who isn't new to the board per se, but who has been such a great partner of ours over the years that we asked her for another term. So Lindsay, uh, thanks for being here. It's good to see you. Hi, thank you. Thanks for keeping me around. Yeah, absolutely. We wouldn't have it any other way. So how, how are you? How is 2021 going for you and Corgan so far? You know, I think like everyone, we're buckled into this roller coaster and just hold holding on yeah yeah for sure i know it's been a rough start to the year but uh let's let's hope for smooth sailing from here on out you know agreed yeah so anyway um i wanted to bring you on the podcast uh obviously with the with the rebrand here and then revamping our advisory board and i was thinking you could maybe tell you know tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners could get to know you a little bit better you know find out your perspective on design and what's kind of happening in in the industry and such so um, sure, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to start just by kind of asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself, like as far as, you know, what motivates you to do the work that you do every day? You know, where do you find inspiration? Uh, I know you've been at Corrigan for a while and, and are president there now. Like what's life like for you now? And, and yeah, what, what gets you up in the mornings? Sure. Yeah. So I've been practicing workplace interior design for about 22 years now, mm -hmm. um, about 15 of that here, here at Corgan. And as my roles have changed, you know, throughout my career, now I really have, have such a great job because I get to work with our customers still, especially on strategy and on the front end of their projects where we're really trying to uncover those aspirations of, of what can really make a project successful for them. But I also get to help steer the direction of our firm. So mm -hmm. I would say what motivates me is, is really twofold around those kind of two different hats that I wear. One, I just, I am so passionate about creating opportunities for others in our firm, for designers to work on great projects, to grow their career, to take on new challenges. I just, I get 
so much reward out of watching people grow in their career. But then secondly, um, really motivated right now about the future of the workplace. I mean, never in my career has, has it been a daily conversation just in the general public of what's right. going to happen with the future of the workplace. And I think the rest of the world is now realizing what what all of us who who make our living on workplace design have always known. There's an incredible amount of social connectivity that comes from the workplace, and that's what people are missing right now. So that's actually really motivating. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know it's 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 so tough for a lot of people that have never worked from home before and been so disconnected. And and Zoom is great, but you know, obviously that that in person to person, you know, face to face uh, interaction is just priceless. So, yeah, very yeah. cool. Um, Lindsay, how would you describe your design philosophy? And um, and you know, who have been the people along the way, like colleagues, mentors that have kind of helped shape that for you? Yeah, I love that question. I think what defines my design philosophy is the foundation that the workplace is a tool. So it, it really has to come from that. And I think the clients that our team really resonates with are those that know how powerful the place can be in achieving their mission. Whatever that mission is, is it attracting new employees? Is it storytelling about their brand? to build new business partnerships and, and, and win over clients? Is it to make their employees healthier, you know, by having a, a workplace that really engages the health and wellness side of things? So, so that is what feels really foundational to me. It's not necessarily about a design style or specific methodology, but just this mm -hmm. general understanding that places are incredible tools for businesses and for innovation. Right, right. And as far as being inspired, I mean, I've really thought about that. And so many people, you know, we we had a professor at the University of Arkansas. Her name was Denise Bertensino. And she was the first one who really took us out of the studio, out of the classroom and into firms, onto job sites mm -hmm. where it was just really eye-opening about how complex and interconnected the whole industry is. We've talked about this before on some of our editorial board calls. You know, yes, there's interior designers and yes, there's architects, but the ecosystem of people that it takes to design places, you know, landscape architects, obviously tons of engineers and product designers, um, not to mention graphic designers, experiential designers. I mean, that so much, I get so much influence from all of my colleagues who come from those different disciplines and how it influences the interior. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's such a, you know, rich and diverse uh, group of people that come together. And uh, interestingly that you pointed that out, our, our upcoming uh, Design Connections uh, virtual event coming up in February, uh, one of the days we're going to be talking about that, the expansion of the project team. So that, that's, you know, a little that, plug, that's plug great. for that too, you know. <laughs> we have certainly seen the benefit of it as, you know, we have branded environments experts now, furniture strategy, workplace strategy, but also we have an acoustician on our team and lighting mm -hmm. designers. And we, I mean, we we see the benefit to our projects and our clients of that additional expertise in those details. So I'm, I'm really excited you guys are going to be talking about that. Yeah, very cool. Cool. Well, as we're thinking about 2021, um, are the, what are you particularly excited about? What, what are you hopeful uh, for this year? Well, I'm hopeful, as I think most of us are, just for a, a return to 
health and wellness, you know, in, in gatherings and, and in public places and in our workplaces where we can, where we can be together again, not to mention general harmony in our country, if, if that's achievable. Um, so that's what I'm hopeful about. I think I'm also excited. It's an incredible opportunity for designers. I mean, as I mentioned at the, at the beginning of our, of our conversation here, but everybody is curious about the future of these places, not just workplaces, but, but we have teams that work on airports and schools, um, K through 12 and higher ed hospitals, you know, how will this forced experiment influence the way we do a lot of things. So as, so as a designer, that is exciting. I'm also excited. I mean, we know out of every kind of hardship or disruption, that's the word I'm looking for, out of every disruption, there is a wave of innovation. And I am excited to see what comes out, what comes out of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's that's true. It is, you know, you think about design coming out of like constraint, you know, that that's some of the best creative ideas that come out of uh, those types of situations where there's challenge and there's difficulty. So yeah, very cool. What about, I mean, obviously there's plenty to be concerned about, but I mean, as far as like the industry goes or, or the business environment, what are your, some of your concerns for this year? I think I would, I would gather my concerns up into that we don't take advantage of this opportunity, that everybody just slips back into the way things were done before. And, and not that I believe, so I'll, I'll specifically talk about workplace, not that I believe that, that the transformation has to be radical for every company, but it is an incredible opportunity to take a look at what worked well, what didn't work well, what is the highest and best use of your workplaces? And, and if you're going to make changes, can you, can you elevate and accelerate the things that your workplace does well for you um, and use the space to a higher and better use? So I think my concern is just that we don't take advantage of it. Also, you know, the pandemic has provided really an acceleration, I would say, of a focus on health and wellness in the workplace. We were already focusing on it. You know this as well as I do. It was a, a huge area that manufacturers were working on and products were working on to become more sustainable and become healthier. So, so I hope we can take advantage of this acceleration that we got and keep going toward making workplaces and all places that are designed um, that make us healthier when we leave them not less healthy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. You know, definitely if there, if there is a silver lining to be found, I mean, as far as the pandemic goes, I mean, I think that's certainly among them. Um, and that kind of leads into my next question, you know, just as far as design trends go, um, what we can expect to see in the, in the coming years. I mean, certainly health and wellness is going to continue to be a major um, a driving factor, I guess, in, in what's going to happen in design. Uh, what else mm -hmm. do you see, I guess, specific to the workplace or even overall, like as far as the industry goes? Yeah, you know, I um, I I was writing a piece for um, DCEO magazine here here in Dallas, and I went down this rabbit hole of looking at how how what we wear to work, you know, will even be impacted by this period of work from home, and it led me into the looking at what happened after, you know the 1918 pandemic mm -hmm. and you know the what came out in the roaring 20s was you know everything was 
extra, if you will, that there was sparkles and ever, how everybody dressed. So I, I would predict um, that we start seeing a lot of color mm. that, you know, we're all looking for bright spots, if you will. And I think we will see that translated into our places that people want warmth, they want color, they want texture, they want to feel comfortable. So if we're going to be enticed to come back to the workplace, we're going to want it to feel um, comfortable, balanced with cleanliness, right? We know everybody's focused on how are we really able to to not to clean and to make sure everything looks clean. Right. So, so those two things are going to have to come in balance with each other. Yeah, definitely. And you don't want to go to a, to a space that just feels sterile, right? I mean, it's kind of like the whole paradigm, like with, with healthcare and hospitals, you know, it was this institutional cold kind of thing because it was, but it was clean, but nobody wanted to be there, you know, whereas now there's sort of that warmth to it. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard too that, you know, maybe the healthcare industry might be influencing spaces, you know, as far as workplace or, or hospitality as well. So there's just continuing overlap, it seems like with these different markets and yeah, yeah definitely interesting. I think we'll see a lot of materiality, materials, fabrics, and hard services that that try to still create a warm feel and have a you know good hand to them, but also are very cleanable. So I think there's certainly when we talk about technology and innovation, I think in in finished products we're going to see it. Obviously in technology, in touchless everything you know as much as we can get touchless in the workplace people are certainly going to want to do that and then just addressing this shift to virtual collaboration i mean that is not going away even as we are able to safely go back into our workplaces i think we're all going to continue to see a higher percentage of virtual meetings and and what products are going to address address that mm -hmm. yeah for sure so what is next for you for Corrigan? Um, is there anything you guys are working on right now that you can talk about that's kind of uh, exciting or, or, or new for you guys? Yeah, we, um, a couple of years ago, which ended up being really timely, we really collected and coordinated our firm-wide research and innovation activities into a, into a, a team, if you will. We call that team Hugo. Mm -hmm. um, and we have really seen some interesting things from collaborating with that kind of that group of, of thought leaders in our firm. And, and one of the ones that's really exciting that we're piloting with a few clients now is we've developed a, a workforce analysis tool. It's a self-assessment for employees to really help understand both preferences and tasks, how how are you doing them? Where do you prefer to do them? Where are the challenges? Um, so that we can give our clients another data point besides just programming and a typical kind of employee survey, but a much deeper dive into a self-assessment about how you work and how you prefer to work um, to give us really three data points when we're helping our clients work on their program for their space as they're really thinking about how they want to allocate space in the future. So that's been really exciting. Um, putting together designers and data analysts is a super fun combo. Yeah, that sounds like it. That's very cool. Yeah, interesting. I'll be looking forward to, to checking that out. You know, more yeah. 
Um, okay, so like the last question, I just wanted to be a little more, you know, lighthearted, just something a little personal. Um, can you tell sure. us, our listeners, like kind of what are some of your maybe favorite Instagram accounts or, you know, fun fact about you, uh, maybe a city you want to travel to when, once it's a little bit safer, uh, anything along those lines? You can okay, I can, I can kind of combine, combine some of that together. Okay. I, I do love Instagram. So Instagram and LinkedIn would be my social platforms of choice. Okay. My Instagram for me, I keep it pretty curated. I mean, I really use it as an escape for cooking, design, travel, fashion, um, inspiration. So if any kind of negative stuff or political stuff shows up on my Instagram feed, I, I purge that right. pretty quick. Um, and what I love doing is following accounts related to, you know, a trip we want to take or we're thinking about taking. So we are planning to go to Big Bend National Park nice. down in, in South Texas um, this year. And so I've been following a whole bunch of accounts around Big Bend and just the beautiful nature pictures have been so inspiring lately, the colors and, and just everything. So I kind of combine travel and Instagram into, into, one, nice. into one thing. Cool, cool, very nice. Well, yeah, that's gonna be an amazing trip, I'm sure. Anyway, well, thanks for, for sharing your thoughts, your, you know, your perspectives uh, with our listeners today, uh, Lindsay. Sure. It's always great chatting with you. Um, yeah, and, and here's to a great 2021. Absolutely. Excited about the rebrand for you guys. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. And uh, yeah, for our listeners out there, uh, be sure to check back here for more episodes as well as uh, our social media channels for more Q&As with our other board members. And if you haven't checked it out yet, head over to our new uh, website at inds.design when you get a chance and find out what all the buzz is about. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be well, everyone. Mm -hmm.